I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credits scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Right, okay. Hello everyone, yeah, welcome along we to another very last minute episode of Richard and AJ didn't know what this podcast would be about this time yesterday. This time, okay, okay this time yesterday, I was, I was going to say this time this morning, but that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, no, well, we had we had some ideas, so essentially how, if if you're new to our show, um, welcome and thank you for sticking around. Uh, between episodes of Film Franchise Four Dice, we try fill out the week with with you know some kind of content. It's often shorter form, but that's okay. Um, and we've got our our annual Oscars season coming up, where we do Oscar based podcasts. Oscar bait um, podcasts. Yeah, and between between, but we had this one week free, and. It was like, well, what do we do it on? And because last week was delayed, um, we were sort of like concentrating on that. Um, and so mm. I, I, the Snyder Cut came out and I was like, well, let's just do a Snyder Cut thing for the podcast. Um, yeah. And then by the time this morning rolled around, it was like, okay, but what? Like, do we just review <laughs> yeah. it? And then... Richard was like, I'm probably not going to be able to watch it <laughs> in time. So, because mm. um, you know what? Also, it's four hours long. Yeah. It's four and also, hours. Have, having seen it myself, I'm not sure there is a minimum 45 minutes to an hour episode in it. Yeah. Of talking about yeah. it. I don't know if I have that much to say off the top of my head. I would need to write some stuff down. Um, I we did think I did think maybe we could do like you haven't seen it so you interview me about it or we do like but then the interview would be entirely don't tell me anything because I'm gonna watch it but you've seen Justice League 2017 it's yeah but I don't I don't want to know what the changes are like right. I don't know what would I I be interviewing you about I don't <laughs> like, know without describing the movie or answering my question in any way does it improve on Justice League but don't tell me I thought you wouldn't care enough about the movie to worry about spoilers was my assumption no it's I, not so much about spoilers I don't know it's more about it's I, I more don't I more want to form my own opinion right um I thought of as well doing um sort of a spin-off on an actual movie or cheese dream game where it's I describe scenes to you and you have to work out if they're actually in Justice mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League or if I made it up. Um, but I don't let you tell me what to do. The answers. Yeah, I don't well, the the fact that I didn't once consider that you would care enough about this movie to not want to know certain things. So, we're not No, no I don't like when you see movies before me. I'm sorry. Well, you okay? I will stop watching any movie before you then. 
Okay. No, well, like, like you know, I, 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 I wouldn't want to do a podcast that highlights the power imbalance of right. you having a having seen a movie that I haven't. Have you seen George of the Jungle yet for next week's film franchise Fortnite? No, neither. Um. Fuck. <laughs> So instead of all of that, we thought we'd we'd do a classic cult popshire tangentially related uh, topic. Uh, it's not that tangentially related. It's still tangentially, as in we're doing it because this, because the Snyder Cut came out. We're doing this yeah. subject. That's what I mean. But this is actually an idea we've had for a little while. Yeah. And this is a good place to do it. A good way yeah. to tie it into. So what this is, uh, I'm not 100% on what the title of the episode will be. At the moment, I'm thinking... Movies that deserve a second chance. Yeah, or second chance or second attempt. or a th- a th- uh, I think I think second chance because we'll go over it and, and like what that can mean. Okay, well, take it away. What does that mean? Okay, so movies that deserve a second chance. What I've kind of divided this up into, and we, so we we took uh, suggestions from from Discord and, and Patreon, and and, and we'll kind of talk, but it, and Twitter. Um, in my kind of categorization of this, and a few of these have happened recently, or are going to happen, happen. So that's like a, a, you know ties into multiple things. But obviously, so so I've got four different categories of what a second chance can mean. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you've got like a, a recut of the film, which is, uh, you know, we saw with The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone, or the Snyder Cut, or mm-hmm. there's Rocky Four is being is getting another right. cut. Um, you, Superman 2. F- Superman 2. Um, and so another option is as a sequel. And so this one, you know, something like The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's upcoming Suicide Squad, is, you know, that's a sequel, but it's a second chance. It, it's And, and uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage yeah, is kind yeah. of looking to be that um all three wolverine movies <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um a remake or reboot so I, I, the, these are kind of different but i i put them together but uh you know you've got like a star is born or which even though the, you know the originals of that aren't bad but it, you know a, that was just the first example that came to my mind of a remake that is is good and or like the upcoming the batman just right. a chance to to get DC's Batman right. Yeah, um, because one then, one thing that is to that is important for this whole discussion is the reason it needs a second chance is because we, it's it's taken a idea that had good stuff in it and fucked up the execution. Yeah, and so it's a second chance in the sense that that so often we just have bad have good ideas wasted on bad movies and are never revisited. But things like the Snyder yeah. Cut maybe suggest that yeah. it's and not so, always and, the way. And some of these these times, it's like yeah, there's gold in them, their hills. And exactly. You, it doesn't take much to to make it good. So those are three options. The fourth option is actually the most simple one, mm-hmm. uh, and that is that a second chance in the sense that it just maybe needs a critical reevaluation. Okay. It needs to be looked at under a different lens. A classic example of this for the podcast would be Josie and the Pussycats um, or, or Big Trouble. You know, these the oh. kind of movies that weren't super well received when they came out but have now garnered a cult following. I think people need to rewatch RoboCop 3. Uh, especially in in our you know in the A cab age, mm. I think RoboCop three yeah. has a lot more to say than its three percent on Rotten Tomatoes suggests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that um yeah, so it'll be interesting to go through as we look through the the suggestions that people have made. That that some of these I think are going to just be 
you know, critical reevaluations that you look at it under a slightly different lens. You, you may don't judge mm-hmm. it so harshly. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see some interesting stuff. So let's let's just crack right into it. We've divided this by platform as to um, yeah. where they where they came to us. Um, but yeah. starting off with Twitter, do you have anything else you want to say before we crack into it? Uh, I was just going to say I haven't taken everyone's ideas. And yeah, yeah. So if your idea isn't here, it's because it was bad. <laughs> or because someone else said it yeah. and it's like, cool, that person said it. Mm. <laughs> but otherwise, we've credited everyone. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> At Swagless Joe, Ryan O'Brien on Twitter, uh, said, I've always been a fan of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The premise always intrigued me as well as the tone and commitment to the to gruesomely melt a kid's face off. I feel to some it only bears the title of being the one without Michael Myers. I feel it could go us another round. Now, to me, this is one that needs just a simple critical reevaluation, And it, right. it has... Uh, it has gone then, and this is this is a cult classic, and a lot of people consider it their favorite or their second favorite Halloween film, um, because it's it's just a fairly original horror movie um, from, from the eighties. But yeah, yeah what, what do you think? Um, you, you know, like I, I pitched in the Halloween episode, I believe I pitched a sequel, a direct sequel to Halloween three that was mm. about what what it's like to now exist in a world where an entire generation of children were killed. Yeah. Um, so I was un- uh, unsure of what the critical response to Halloween was. Halloween three was these days, mm. um, and then I watched a Chris Stuckman review, um, and he was so harsh on it. And he was like, really? "This has got to be." He was like, "Because he loves Halloween, the movies, right?" right. Oh, well, but he was like, "He was like, this has got to be one of the most boring horror movies ever made." And I kind of see where he's coming from. I wasn't crazy about Halloween three season of the witch, but I do agree. It just has had a critical reevaluation. I don't think it necessarily needs a remake and maybe just needs um, to play at a film festival and reminded, remind yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah like a bigger, like mood night movie kind of thing. Um, yeah. 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 I think that as well, like, you know, this could be, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see this remade as well, because it is a cool premise. Mm. Oh, and if you haven't seen it or you haven't heard our episode on it, the premise of it is essentially that these Halloween masks are being sold and, you know, when this uh, this thing plays on Halloween night and it's going to be like, all right, kids, put your masks on. And it just like, it murders the kids. It like, it turns them into bugs. It's, it's quite, it's quite gruesome, like like Ryan said. And it, and it ends ambiguously as well which is really cool if anything it, it deserves its critical reevaluation because there's almost an nsa wiretappy kind of thing going mm, on exactly with the masks um so it might be more yeah. right. i think if so, you, so i i think if you did remake yeah. it uh it should just be called season of the witch though i think it's association oh, with yeah, halloween well, well i mean that doesn't even make sense as a title for it really yeah but, true um <laughs> like it just to be a silver shamrock mm, yeah, yeah. happy happy halloween yeah. halloween happy <laughs> silver shamrock yeah um yeah it, it's it's the, this one i think yeah for what it's trying to be and for what similar movies around the time are like you know do quite well critically it's not the quality isn't that different but i think yeah at the time obviously people were just upset that it didn't have michael myers it has a fantastic tagline though um because the there's the the original Halloween has the night he came home, 
as the tagline, mm-hmm. and then this one is the night no one came home. Oh God! Ooh. Our next uh, suggestion. Oh, gee, oh God! <laughs> our next suggestion on Twitter is from at Tyler Braley. He says, "Never understood why both Surrogates and Jumper didn't get sequels when the both when they both end on a setup." I still think of Samuel Jackson trapped in that cave on the cliff and Jumper. Do it now while Hayden Christensen stocks are cheap. I haven't <laughs> seen Surrogates, um, so yeah, I, I don't... Surrogates is the Bruce Willis movie, right? Yes, I don't yeah. know if I can comment on that, but Jumper is a really great example of a movie that mm. everything about it was set up to be like, right, guys, so yeah, we'll do a franchise out of this, obviously. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then the first one came out. It wasn't was it that bad? I don't remember it being that bad. Uh, should we, should we check its like critical reception? Because yeah, I, I have a similar thing that it's like yeah, it, it's just assumed it would be a franchise, right? Mm, yeah this is the one about hayden christensen teleporting yeah. he has teleportation powers if people haven't seen it um so yeah let's go uh where are we reception critical reception 15 percent on ron tomatoes that's so low for yeah. what how good i remember the beat well i don't remember being good i just don't remember being bad and i remember being like really fascinated by the concept mm. of teleportation it's based on a book series as well which has several sequels. yes yep yeah, I'm going to say put it in the um, either remake it but based on the book series or uh, give it a sequel. What's mm. Samuel Jackson doing in that cave 15 yeah, years yeah, later? Yeah, you know? I, I, yeah this, <laughs> this one I think you yeah, could do a, a good second chance sequel that's like yeah one of those one of those sequels where it's like a, a director a, a director's now aged into being able to direct that loved this film growing up and sure yeah and like one of those kind of things where it's like we're making another jumper movie this is going to be a good starting point for the franchise but it's also a sequel like you know maybe mm. maybe hayden christensen's going to show up and 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 teach you and uh, teach timothy chalamet the ropes um yeah. you know yeah one of those kind of ones where like a league a league sequel mm. yeah yeah mm. Uh, next, we got from uh, at D Searle, uh, David Searle on Twitter. He says, inspired by the Snyder Cut and not as good an idea, a Doctor Strangelove remake by Michael Bay. This is, isn't exactly the moot of what we asked yeah. for, but I thought that was a funny suggestion. And maybe maybe we could expand that into a different, a new, a new, another episode, like hmm. pairing up a, a director with a classic film and spitballing what that would look like. You can almost do it randomly, like a, yeah. you know, a random generator for the movie and a random generator for the director. That could be a whole podcast. You hmm. could do a whole podcast series where at the end of each one, you randomly generate a name and a movie and then the next week the host comes to the to the co-host with um it's a, a, that, a, you know, a full screenplay a pitch a pi- yeah, yeah. yeah a full screenplay absolutely yeah, storyboards <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you never you're never seen you never yeah. shown because it's um yeah because well you a get a thousand words for each picture okay of course Do you want to do the next one? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to. Uh, so Ben at Ben Johnson Films on Twitter said Center Row, our, our YouTube friend. This is <laughs> YouTube friend. What is a YouTube friend? Um, makes it sound lame. Uh, we definitely need a director's cut 
of David Ayer's Suicide Squad. The film was taken from him and re-edited by a trailer editing company to give it more Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, to make it more Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, sorry. I desperately want to see what the original darker version of it was like. This is this is an interesting one. This is one that obviously with the Snyder Cut, this is kind of at the forefront of discussion at the moment because, mm. yeah, there is some talk of a day of David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Um, there's famously a few more scenes of the Joker that aren't in the film, so it's like that are in the trailer so there's definitely more footage it's not just like a simple re-editing um but yeah, yeah. I, like i don't know how interested i am necessarily to see it but I, like it, it is that kind of thing that we've spoken about before that the snyder cut is such a fascinating what it, what it says about the future of hollywood is so fascinating and this idea that yeah we're like getting back to like auteur cinema but three years later you know yeah. Uh, well, here's Here are my thoughts. One, I don't think the general public are as willing to return to Suicide Squad as they were to Justice League. Well, not, you know, specifically this iteration of Suicide Squad. Um, and well, I that's, would and that's fo- also because, like, Zack Snyder has fanboys, but I don't think yeah, exactly. does. Well, that, that's, that's what I was about to say. I would foolishly say David Ayer is not... A creative voice. I'm particularly interested in seeing a, f- a f- you know uncompromised vision from. But I would have said the same thing about Zack Snyder. I think it's so funny that the the army of Zack Snyder bros, um, that it's Zack Snyder. That that's the director that has created this vitriol and this this toxic army for the most part if you like Zack snyder and you don't um harangue me on twitter for dunking on him i like i like zack snyder i just not a big fan of his films he seems like such a cool dude sorry (laughs) yeah no totally um but do you think do you think this would improve on it necessarily well, David David Ayer until very until the Snyder Cut was basically actually a thing was mm. like no no the released version is my version. Um, I so is there a more interesting cut of Suicide Squad like possible? Maybe I don't think it exists. I think mm. well, but a lot of um, the issues with Suicide Squad like. Yeah, because some of them it's like oh yeah, what what's these scenes that were taken out? How do they fit in? But yeah, a, a lot of. Um, Suicide Squad's just so, like, the energy of it at the start is just so all over the place. And, like, the 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 cool kind of character title cards that come up and explain who each person is. I just, mm. yeah, it, it, it's this it's this insane energy. that, And that's all stuff that could be added in post. And I wonder if that was not a David Ayer right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think the fact is that Suicide Squad is literally a film that is getting one of these categories, which is a a sequel that that is is acting as a um, yeah yeah it's, what, it's one of the it's examples specific, we have for the category yeah it's it's a sequel that keeps the cast but ostensibly is starting again, which yeah. is a very specific move. So I mean, it essentially is getting the second chance, and I don't I'm I'm much more interested in a James Gunn Suicide Squad than mm. a David Ayer Suicide Squad. Yeah, especially Squad, when it know. was, you know, everyone says it was recut to make it more Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's like, we'll just get him then. Although, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, when we'll they were like... We'll just give it to the guy. <laughs> yeah, when they were like, um, oh, how do we make our Justice League more like the Avengers? <laughs> this is a better way to do that, though. Yeah, yeah. James Gunn's better give than it. Joss Whedon. 
Well, and also because I don't it's disagree with that, but but also, well, we don't know anymore, do we? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Every day new shit's coming out about people. But um, no, I was going to say that like Joss Whedon was dealing with something that was half finished, whereas yeah, yeah. James Gunn wrote the script and yeah, everything. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not interested in seeing seeing David Ayer's mm. uh, uncompromised Suicide Squad, but I'm looking forward to James Gunn movies. Yeah. Um. So Strayan Strahan Cole. Um. Not sure how to say that, but I tried two ways. So hopefully one was right. He's um, on the Discord. I think it's yeah. Strahan. I think it's just Strahan. Strahan right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's a rare American pronunciation. Like like called the saying Craig is Craig. Mm. Um. But anyway, uh, Spider Daddy. They go by. But uh, yes. Wonder Woman 1984, I just want to believe there's a good movie hiding somewhere in there. Now, this is a really interesting one because I actually, I, I'm I'm thinking more about like how I felt about Wonder Woman 84, like as the credits started to roll. And I think this one could actually be improved with a recut. However, and I'm going to say something very controversial here, especially for you, AJ. I actually think that this think would I'm be impro- improved by bringing to HBO Max Warner Brothers Wonder Woman 1984 I think this actually needed some studio notes and I think I think that's the problem mm-hmm. I think that we got Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 1984 the uncompromised vision and seeing comments from her about the film I actually think that if someone else had had a pass it at the edit it might have been improved well, it's the script too, and I actually totally agree. Um, I am, I was, I was a pretty big Patty Jenkins fan when she only had two films to judge by. But yeah. like, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, she's the one of the sole screenwriters on it. Like, she wrote it as well. Yeah, and and just I find it so interesting that quote from her about how like she fought to keep both openings in the film, and it's like, oh, that was the wrong choice <laughs> one of the things wrong with it yeah. yeah yeah um i i yeah i'm not convinced there is a good movie hiding in there somewhere if we're if we're giving well, it it's, it is it's just pedro pascal scenes yeah if we're giving it a um what are the categories again so we've got, so got a recut, recut sequel slash re like that's like a retry um a reboot or remake or a critical reevaluation. i guess it would just be a recut then wouldn't yeah, it? it would have to be yeah. like that's yeah, I mean, you can probably, you could probably, this is similar, we'll talk about this, I think, because I think someone suggested this, this is similar to the Hobbit trilogy, where it's more like the bits and pieces are all there, they were just put together wrong. Yeah. Like, you can probably cut out a lot of the troubling stuff, or re redesign what yeah. Cheetah looks like, if that's one of the problems. Yeah, exactly, and, and stuff you know. like, um, but even, yeah, Chris Pine coming back in someone else's body, that weirdest, I think could be cut out the whole of movie. the film. I don't think you would have yeah. to reshoot much of anything. Maybe a little bit ADR, but yeah, yeah, you could you could kind of remove that from the film without really changing anything. And that's why it's so weird. Is because the 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 scene where she realizes that you know she's essentially sexually assaulting this man and that she's stolen someone's life doesn't exist and so the scene where the 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 reason for him coming back in this way to make sense to like actually fit into the story doesn't exist so you could just take out the scenes where they say that and he's just miraculously appeared yeah yeah it's yeah it's so strange yeah um but yeah and like pedro pascal was great i loved him he was was great I, i i had so much fun with him and I, I actually think he's a great idea for a villain and mm. a lot of things, but 
yeah th- th- this this could be done differently i think yeah it is like a recut could improve it. i don't know if it would make it on par with the first one no. or, or or monster um but yeah the, 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 you could improve it with a recut i think the first ever producer cut in history <laughs> or like a thing ad- yeah. advertised as no, a producer it's cut. not there's um oh, it's not i saw a movie recently um i think uh highlander 2 has a like it's but like marketed as the producer's cut mm. interesting yeah or um halloween 6 yeah halloween 6 had a producer's cut fascinating right interesting yeah that it's um uh that's the one with um paul rudd oh, yeah. for anyone following at home yeah the film's home media release the original work print of the film um well, uh, this version dubbed the producer's cut developed a cult following and it was officially released on blu-ray as the the producer's nice. cut oh all so right well tim bat tim underscore bat uh our, our friend friend of the podcast slash our podcast network daddy um he's tweeted us and said x-men the last stand what's interesting is they kind of did get a second chance with this it's called x-men yeah, dark exactly. phoenix like it's a, you want a third chance <laughs> at the dark phoenix storyline uh and i tim didn't add anything else I, and i think maybe he's just listing like a movie he'd rather see be better um because i'm thinking like is it the specific events of that movie like are you saying like the sum of the parts are better than the whole or is it who directed last stand brett ratner so is he wanting a brett ratner a ratner cut release the ratner cut (laughs) um because that sounds like that's the only possible i mean it has sequels it has a remake it's probably not going to get a cultural reevaluation. um so i would Mm. say a recut is the only option left um yeah i don't yeah i know i just think it's a very funny thing that's like because there is a second Mm. chance and yeah Yeah. we know exactly what it would be like all right what do we got next um owen likes comics the first thing that came to mind for me was spider-man 3 Raimi was forced to add venom and the black suit in and if you disregard that there's probably a really interesting movie in there about peter harry and the sandman i think this is this is this is, this a, is a possibility yeah. as well for a recut mm. a Raimi, the Raimi cut yeah. of spider-man 3 and and t- today's post snyder cut world not only do i think that yeah. this could very easily become a movement that springs up to release the the Raimi cut i think it might actually happen I mean, you're you're dealing. I th- I think Venom's too intrinsically li- uh, tied to the uh, climax sure. of the film, but um, yeah, I think the Peter Harry and the Sandman. You've got a great mm. conclusion to your trilogy there in a lot of ways, and like because you think about the worst parts of Spider Man Three that people talk about. It's you know the the emo Peter Parker um, strutting down the street, and that's all a result of the black suit. That's true. That is true. Um, um, so do you cut out all that? I don't know. I'm just like, you are dealing with very different parameters because the movie is um, how old now? Like 15, 16, 14 years old? Yeah. Yeah, 14 years old. Um, And so, you know, you can't just go and reshoot something with a now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, you need a few reshoots and a lot of extra CGI and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, in a perfect world, I think this could very, very much be possible. Mm. Or um, this could have been a, you know, give us a, if if, the, if we were doing this podcast in 2009, it would have been like, yeah, give us a Spider-Man 4 that 
fixes all these mm. mistakes. And know? I mean, with with all the rumors of the, all the Spider Men appearing in Spider Man No Way Home, and um, the and Sam Raimi actually directing Doctor Strange too. What I'm saying is like this: the the cauldron, all the right ingredients are being added to the cauldron for a fan base uprising, clamoring for a a true vision of spider-man 3 um though as you say it does sound like that was it was at the script that the problem was not at the edit um dylan at dylan hutton 4 tweeted us and said even though i don't mind the films we got the hobbit trilogy could get recut cut out the filler which puts it down to two movies and we've got an adventure that seems more desperate and driven or better yet show us del toro's version it's sad we didn't get that much love thank you dylan Mm. now look we, we talked about this on the hobbit episode there is a good movie and a half in the hobbit that you could edit out of it Mm. um and so and people have done that there are countless fan edits of of the hobbit trilogy Uh, um, yeah and um yeah to follow on directly from spider-man 3 topher grace um did a Mm. cut yep um a a two-hour cut of the hobbit trilogy and i believe it was um to deal with the stress of playing david duke and yeah, black yeah. Klansman. yeah or like that was his way of like decompressing when he got home yeah so while i think a a re- and this is another this would be another producer's cut because peter i certainly don't want to see the jackson cut of the hobbit trilogy i mean i <laughs> i have seen yeah, just longer i have seen it there was the extended version that was horrible mm. um but i do think it's more than more than seeing a recut i kind of would rather just they just green light del toro's version yeah yeah the the um the remake slash reboot yeah why not route yeah yeah just just be like yeah cool i'm making a hobbit series yep and i guess because we get the lord of the rings tv series as well it's like yeah yeah Yeah, exactly exactly they should get del toro on as a director for a couple episodes Mm. they should do that (laughs) um tyrese gibson central air at uh, a diamio (laughs) Dio Mio said, uh, you, might, hey, Dio Mio. <laughs> you might need a separate category for superhero movies. They're usually under some sort of studio pressure to include a character or plotline that'll weigh the film down just by nature. No studio ever looked at a legal thriller and said, we need another lawyer in Act 3. That's a good point. Um, that's fun. That's a very good job. Uh, and Jezza at Holding the Molo uh, said, Godzilla King of the Monsters by Gareth Edwards. Take on board some of the criticisms of the first and make something biblical like the trailers implied. I, I don't think Gareth Edwards was like wanting to return to the series. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't make the sequel. Yeah, for anyone listening, he no, didn't sorry, make the sequel. Yeah. I think Jesus, Jesus suggesting doing, getting Gareth Edwards to do the second one. Um, yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Again, this could probably be King of the Monsters could, could probably be inclu- improved by recut because that's one of the biggest problems with the film is that it's so bogged down. Mm with like the human storyline and the human storyline just being so stupid yeah um and so yeah just cut some of that shit out and you've got a better film the the all these franchise films feel impervious to the um re- the sequel or remake route because it's like well that just happens mm. anyway so yeah that will happen mm. i don't know if that counts um upbeat at upbeat underscore me says alien vs predator i always thought the trend of secret sequels to previous movies like glass to unbreakable would work like this have a movie that's like predators and an original film and at the end xenomorphs for a third act ending that's a cool idea yeah um that actually reminds me i, I said to you earlier that um i thought of one on the plane this morning that i was going to talk about and mm-hmm. it was glass all oh, right um 
Your glass was shit, eh? Do you reckon a recut? What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I do. Like, it's one that I hope that there's enough unused footage to be good because th- some of it's quite good. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, why the Snyder cut was able to happen and why that's kind of the perfect yeah. example is because it was a director's vision. It's it's completely in the edit. By the time it was out of Snyder's hands, mm. the story had been locked. Whereas Shyamalan uh, is a very, um, you know, he's a, he's his vision is felt in every film that he makes. So mm. uh, again, we wouldn't be looking at a Shyamalan cut of glass would be looking yeah, at especially because he like self funds and stuff yeah as well. so yeah it's not like he gets because he get, he pays to have final cut on his movies but yeah like just the ending of that movie is so dumb mm. yeah oh, the whole thing and they have they like literally set up like there's a there's a giant building where you need to get to and it's like cool third act set piece and then they don't even leave the parking lot <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, yeah that's a, a baffling movie yeah maybe if just someone else says i'm gonna make the third movie in the east rail 177 (laughs) trilogy over on discord uh dan from hawaii and dr barrel from sweden uh both suggested the cat's butthole cut um which if i i I have a feeling the the um the stock the meme stocks that cats as a film has um died with the pandemic I, i people wanting to talk about cats has gone you know like people aren't talking about cats as much anymore Mm. so that is to say i don't think the i don't think the joke that existed has got enough power to actually release the coveted butthole cut of cats which if you don't know was an earlier version of the film which apparently all the cats had buttholes um i don't think it exists i think it's not true neither (laughs) yeah there's like someone made a joke about it and it was like okay well this is obviously fake but then someone else said something about it but then it's also like that could just be fake Mm. you know um and then there was like a a leaked screen grab or something like that anyway (laughs) it's stupid i don't think it exists uh dan from hawaii also says jupiter ascending which a film i haven't seen explanation it's a hot mess of a film with with a lot of strange choices left and right i can't help but feel that there is a lot cut out for the this for the time they would have cleared up some things it's also by the coolest sisters in hollywood i don't i haven't seen jupiter ascending but it feels like it made such like it it didn't make a, a a drop in the ocean of pop culture that it's like eh, just make a different movie just make just yeah i'm more interested in well, seeing yeah, the, the like... voices of the, the the directorial voices make new stuff than specifically seeing like like the matrix yeah exactly Four. yeah which was apparently called or another speed racer movie yeah. <laughs> have you seen speed racer yeah man do you like it do you i watched a little bit of it and then was like this is not for me and turned it off and all like the 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 bougie film people on twitter are like oh it's underrated mm. and amazing and Do you I, just mean patrick h williams no uh, nando nando v movies really likes it as well um oh. and it's just like i don't know i'm sure maybe i need to reevaluate it maybe i maybe it needs a reevaluation from specifically me that's the thing i think speed racer is more of a critical reevaluation um because but it's 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 one of those things where it's playing a game that no one else is trying to play you know and that's why and people don't get it um and it's and it's yeah it's 
it's surrealist, mm. you know, and it's it's not trying to. It's it's essentially replicating the feel of anime, um, but in live action, and it's yeah, it's it's crazy, and it, but it's in a good way, I think. Right, and it's not perfect, and I think you know the, the people like Patrick H. Williams and whatnot talk about it as if it's a flawless movie, but it's it's an incredible piece of artwork and 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 filmmaking, um, which I watched once on my iPod <laughs> over a decade ago. <laughs> Granny Smith Fossaway. Sue says, and this is quite a common one in these kind of discussions. Um, Aragon was a series of books written by a, a guy. <laughs> I subtly put their um, repetition of the word art in there. Um, who was 17 at the time. I didn't know that. And the books were pretty good. Great for middle grades, for an intro into, into fantasy. And it was made into a movie that was absolute. I think it was a poop emoji. Okay. <laughs> which is the opposite of being absolute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was supposed to become a series of movies that never happened because the first one flopped so hard yeah i don't know enough about the aragon books but i've heard they're really good and that like this this is the classic and actually the stellar true zuma um also said the percy jackson series yeah yeah uh all of them just know yeah um and th- these are two classic examples of like bu- uh, film adaptations of a book that that missed the point or were terrible for whatever reason just so it's not a case of a recut it's a case of just a reboot whenever we do oh yeah these these are yeah re-adaption yeah 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 whenever we do an episode like this where it's like getting suggestions from people so many people suggest um book adaptations and it's so often for me undercuts what the point of the the discussion is i guess Mm. although i guess the snyder cut is is in a lot of ways a book adaptation and that it's a Mm. comic book characters but it still is a specific story like i remember when we did um you went on this episode this is from years ago we did uh movies that should get a tv show adaptation and so many people were just like i Mm. didn't like this adaptation of this book so it should be a tv show and it's like okay that's not exactly what i meant yeah yeah especially like when you're like oh i've read this book series and they made one movie and it's like They'd be able to have every line of dialogue and every scene from the book <laughs> if, it, if if the if the movie was nine hours long, yeah. which it could be if it yeah. was a series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and on similar lines, Dr. Barrow from Sweden says, uh, fucking Narnia. It is six books with an insane plot and not only the most basic of movies. I believe a Narnia series is in production, is it not? Mm, yeah, sounds right. Um, I think it would work better as a TV series, mm. actually. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Nani is weird because they didn't finish the film series. Well, they, they adapted them like out of order and stuff as well. I think. Yeah, well, the books are out of order, aren't they? You're out of order. <laughs> I'm out of order. You're out of order. Uh, and Mike bumped up. Mike Noise bumped up. Says we need to forget about the Dark Tower movie that was made and do the franchise properly as an HBO series. I think that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, but below this is what I think is, is easily the 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 most interesting submission we had from <laughs> fans, which is from Tom Katsumi, who says, Dick, 1999, insert Valley Girls into key roles and other famous moments in history. So Dick is a movie about Richard Nixon, but it's told from the perspective of two, like, protesting Valley Girls. I think Kirsten Dunst mm. is in it. Um, and and it's, Michelle Williams. That's such a funny idea to be, to be like, that's yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump, but with 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 basic girls. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Sweet. Um. Um. Yeah. I. Um. 
And would that be like a like maybe is this a movie that just needs a critical reevaluation? Although it has seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, g- give give us another go because it's like yeah, like you say, this is an evergreen um, plot structure. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sweet, love it. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Granny Smith Fossway also said Westworld is a great example of a terrible movie that had a, that had a great idea and was turned into at least one season of an amazing show. Haven't seen the movie or the show. I've seen bits of the show, um, but uh, this is sort of this is a great example of what can, could be born from what can happen yeah this podcast conversation um and mike also said not my idea i saw someone suggest we let abrams redo the last jedi and we let johnson redo rise of skywalker then we can know how both would have finished the trilogy Uh, what a fascinating concept um i don't want to keep watching star wars but star wars in general probably should make an appearance on this podcast episode because i think you should redo i think you should just just make duel of the fates the like maybe it has to be animated yeah. or something like that, uh, but I mm. I would be very or like surprised. Like a motion comic kind of thing. Yeah, and all the actors, uh, half the actors are so burnt out that they don't they don't want to return. Mm. Um, but yeah, half the audience is so burnt out, <laughs> myself included. True. But um, yeah, I I think um, yeah, that, that's such a fascinating idea. There's also the movement to get um fans to remake the Last Jedi. Remember that? Yeah, man, that was great and that the, the, this group of fans somehow thought they would be able to like raise enough money to make a full budget version of they of they actually had quite a lot of pledges movie. but it's still like illegal <laughs> that's the main problem yeah um but even like i i mean i know the prequels have their fans and i'm not one of them so even then like yeah remake the prequels with better assets remake everything except um new hope and empire <laughs> yeah man fuck yeah like or just get or just or just accept that those will be the only two good star wars movies yeah. and Rogue i One. i think that star wars is shit man <laughs> i think that um that there are a lot of bad things that will come out of snyder cut culture um that you know people you know entitled fans oh, it'll stuff. be like your yeah, fam fanboys yeah, yeah yeah but at the same time i'm i'm kind of charmed and and morbidly curious about what could result if this got even bigger like imagine if there was enough outcry to remake every star wars movie that that actually happened that would be fascinating like it's it it almost feels like the um it'd be like the the intellectual property free market and anyone can just make whatever and and like what a world that would be and because like scaling it back i you know i said that i didn't really care about a david ayer suicide squad cut if it exists i would watch it like i think there is there is a perceived um negativity to or like the the people talk about snyder cut stuff as like oh and now we're getting another version of justice league it's like i reckon i would be very interested in seeing alternate takes at major blockbusters quite often yeah well like honestly even i would be satisfied with like um especially for the star wars examples that like just a towel interview each with um abrams and johnson Mm. and just be like what what would you have done yeah yeah that'd be good enough yeah because the thing is that you know a lot of them go like they'll they'll try and be like i actually i didn't think about it right you know just let them do his thing but it's like with how much we as fans or, or, or once fans of star wars were would like 
think about what would happen in the next movie that surely you must be doing that if you wrote it like you know you just think like yeah it's insane to me that they that they've both kind of just been like no no that's that's what i would have done or like <laughs> that's you know i didn't even think about it it's like i'm like just just genuinely curious like in the broadest strokes where did you see each of these characters going yeah 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 absolutely um uh granny smith fossil said how what about the gun cut of ant-man uh, did he mean the edgar wright cut i don't know what the gun cut of ant-man yeah i don't know if that's like a common thing um but yeah like there's the the scene that um edgar wright released as like a proof of concept of ant-man was ant-man running up a gun but that does happen in the film mm. um i i think i don't think there i don't think edgar wright has any footage so i don't think that would one would be possible no they, they, well there's there's the test reel he did to, to show what ant-man's powers would look like yeah, on camera yeah but it's not again it's not like the snyder cut where you can just release it. Oh, fuck it if we're doing if we're doing remakes yeah get edgar wright back do an do an ant-man movie edgar wright's ant-man and then get um peyton reed to make hot fuzz yeah what a great pairing um dan from hawaii also says josie and the pussycats deserved a sequel what do you think a sequel or just a reevaluation? yeah i don't know like yeah like this is definitely a classic example of just needs a critical reevaluation. and i'm not sure like a sequel would would solve the issues mm. you know yeah yeah um with how it's received and but i mean you, you could do like because it, it's so it's such a satire on like consumerism that you could probably tie it into like the bands getting back together for like a nostalgia tour and cashing in on all that and and have another yeah actually no yeah i could dig that can you do that with films that have sort of as low of a um profile in the pop cultural landscape as josie and the pussycats though like it's not like other cult films. Yeah, it, 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 like maybe like an HBO series. Mm, mm. Like I like the film, and I don't think I could even remember what enough of what happens in it to like be emotionally um, invested in a sequel with the same characters and stuff. Um, Dan also yeah. said maybe just a series of shorts online produced <laughs> during the pandemic, and like that, and just to get the conversation around. Just in the pussy gets happening mm. again. Yeah, Dan also said uh, he thinks Venom applies, which Venom is getting that set literally that same as the Suicide Squad, a second chance sequel. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he's saying it should get a recut. He says it's a film with seemingly no second act, just cutting from the first act of the third third act in an instant. I would love to see a three hour director's cut of it. I don't know if I could take three hours of of that movie, but I do like mm. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Mm. uh stella true zoomer says a redo of yesterday but without ed sheeran i don't necessarily agree that ed sheeran was bad but and we talked about this the last time we talked about the Snyder cut on this podcast which mm. was when we looked at lost media yeah. the the original script of yesterday um is is sounds so much better than the movie we got in my opinion mm. and i would love to see that yeah but the, the, the sort of the, the biggest change is that um, he never makes it big because that's yeah. realistic. And, and the whole the whole point of the story is that, um, you know, it, or it's that, it's about that feeling that like you can be holding on to the greatest, you know, what something you know is great, but you're not the the vehicle for that to be delivered to the world. A, a, um, a feeling and, that we here at Cold Popshire uh, feel mm, burning in our souls. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the writer who sold his first script at age 60 
knew this all too well, but Danny uh, Richard Curtis, who made it big straight out of film school, just goes, "No, if you're good enough, you'll get big." That's what happened to me. It's it's, such, it's such a, a fascinating. Oh my god! Out, out of touch. It's like, such thing. a fascinating um, story. It's such a fascinating story. Yeah. The behind the scenes stuff, um, which we've been in, yeah. into. And then, the, but then, and then he talks about the fact that everyone says. Because essentially all, all that ended up being left over was the premise from his mm. cut, um, from his script. And everyone says, yeah, the movie wasn't great, but I loved the premise. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, that's what I fucking came up with. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like make that, make his original script. Mm. Um, Just change the title. And, and this, this is Just another one. Just change the title. <laughs> yeah. Call it Get Back. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is another one that it's like, this is such a great premise that we've now wasted- and we're not we're not going to get yeah, a movie. We're not gonna Another get one that I um I would say is like that for me is Sausage Party. Right. That's that's such a great premise for a film that wasn't it was it's it's fine, but it's not um it's not uh, living up to its full potential. And now we're never going to get the movie mm. that does. Yeah. Because the, the the whole thing about Sausage Party is. You, you know it's, it's it's animated like a pixar movie but it's it's like why have they never made a pixar movie about food because it'd be horrifying and then you start the movie and it's like a sausage being like god i want to fuck that bun so hard and come all over her fat tits and it's like why are they cursing already like it, it, the, the movie should have should have treated they should it, be corrupted it, yeah it should be corrupted by finding out the truth mm. um that like that they get eaten when they get they get taken home, and so oh yeah, I was disappointed by that, and it, it was very much like, you know, Rick and Morty's been out for a few years, um, but now every adult animated show is literally just like, no, they swear, and it's like yeah, okay, but how's that funny? It's like because they're animated, and it's like those don't go together. Yeah, it's, okay, that's 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 all you've done in t- for comedy. <laughs> Um, Stella also suggested the original Emperor's New Groove movie, which I only just found out about um, recently. It's, it was called Kingdom of the Sun. Yeah. Do you know about Kingdom this? Kingdom of the Sun. It was like a more yeah, traditional Renaissance Disney kind of yeah, musical. Yeah, and Sting was doing the music, mm. and there's a documentary about it. Would love to uh, see um, that. About the making of it. Uh, Dr. Barrel from Sweden suggests what I think is a great idea as well. Another great idea from Dr. Barrel is the Haunted Mansion movie, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. Mm. Um, that th- This was like the I first- I haven't seen the movie, but I've been on the ride um, and I was too scared <laughs> and I um, shut my eyes the whole time. Well, this was the first big um, theme park ride adaptation after Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Mm. Um and yeah. uh, you know and then the third one was Jungle Cruise <laughs> and I'm all about um, no, it was the beer one actually oh the country beers <laughs> country beers yeah. let's recultural reevaluation for the country beers um but I, I think I think Haunted Mansion has a lot of has a lot of um I feel like you could do a lot of great things with Haunted Mansion you know. Mm. Well, it's that fun like um like that movie the uh, the house with the clock on its walls that. Yeah that kind of kids horror that they don't really make anymore mm. um monster house and how good I, is I monster see, house i didn't see it but yeah but yeah like like that kind of thing where it's like um, or you know more kind of classic examples like the witches mm-hmm. um these movies that it's like yeah they're actually genuinely meant to be scary but they're also for kids yeah um yeah we should see more of those uh and our last one here is from josh monson who suggests uh age of ultron which as you know, in the doghouse and out of the spotlight as Joss Whedon is now. This is maybe the next closest example, ironically, to the Snyder Cut, is the Whedon Cut of Age of Ultron. Mm. 
is like that that's the same situation mm. as the Snyder Cut. It was tampered with. It, it was a compromised version of his vision and it suffered critically for it. Mm. I don't know if the footage exists. Does the footage exist of uh, not that I'm aware of. No, it's more of like a he didn't want to do. But then also like, he 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 didn't want to put Thanos in and stuff like that because he thought Thanos was boring. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's not a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all our suggestions. I think um, wrapping up a a tight little episode. I think this has been fun. Um, and some ideas for for future episodes in there as well, especially with the um the <laughs> michael bay's dr strange love i want to explore that in a later episode <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah richard any final thoughts what do you th- uh, what are you anticipating the snyder cut will be like as a man who hasn't seen the it? movie yeah. like actually yeah, actually yeah. um i don't know I, like i'm i'm actually just really nervous about four hours like right. that it's 350 like if know, that makes it, it any better that's technically oh, oh sorry, I might check it on there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Did, for... like, what, how did you find the length of it? Um, I was I'll like, how did, yeah. I was like mentally prepared for it. Like, I was, like, I'm going to sit down yeah. with my friend Josh, who just left the Age of Ultron comment, and we're going to watch <laughs> a four-hour movie together. So I was like, we got we got snacks and everything. Oh yeah, but in terms of like. Were you like, fuck, this feels like four hours, or did it... Uh, we did it were an hour in, nice and enough. I had the classic, are we only an hour in feeling. Yeah, um, right. But it, it sped up after that, I thought. Yeah. Oh, also, I, like, and this isn't a spoiler, but, like, a big thing about it as well is, like, the reason it's four hours long is not because there's, like, extra scenes in it. It's because... It's it's a film free free of the way. constraints of needing to make a specific duration, and so scenes which can take ten seconds instead take two minutes. That's why it's so long, right? You know, right? Um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Richard, give us the call to action. What do people? Where do people find us? Uh, TikTok at AJ from Cult Popshire on TikTok, <laughs> um, or at Cult Popshire, which is an account that's um, was very quickly kind of put on the back burner as my personal account has started blowing up. So follow me on TikTok. Yeah, um, you'll be in good company, Thomas yeah. Lennon. <laughs> don't say that we might have him on an episode I'll, I'll message him I'll ask him about yeah I mean well like <laughs> he's, he's gonna be like, oh I'm not going on because they mentioned me <laughs> he started following me on TikTok which yeah. is why Richard mentioned it um yeah we're yeah, on TikTok um, we're on all the go. podcast places yeah YouTube Instagram Twitter Facebook find us all these places or you can email us at copoptionmedia at gmail.com you can join our patreon at patreon.com slash copopture or our discord which there'll be a link to in the in the show notes below and stay tuned for our post credit scene i will au revoir mm. all right let's snyder cut recording 
Alright, welcome to the post credit scene. This is a section at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. And today's post credit scene comes to us from Dylan Hutton, um, who asks this question. <laughs> he says, have you ever crapped your pants in public as an adult? Sorry, you don't have to use this one. <laughs> uh, um, no, I haven't. You haven't? Have you? No, you're going to leave it or leave it all on me. Not in public, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, not in public. <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly crapped my pants as an adult, though. Um, I feel like crapping your pants as an adult is similar to crying as an adult. Like, there yeah, was- I do it once a year. <laughs> there, was a, there was like a decade of my life where I stopped crying and didn't cry again until I was in my 20s. Mm. And similarly- What made you I cry? Because you pooped your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, yeah, they're related. Um, and similarly, I don't think I pooped my pants from the ages like, you know, seven through till mm. my mid-20s. <laughs> mm. um, so uh, I, I've had, you know, nothing- nothing interesting yeah it's just like a shart isn't it yeah yeah that sort of thing um i got very drunk when um i was very sad about something and uh you were crying my friends and you should i was i I nearly cried and i was um i was peeing i was very drunk peeing um, and uh, trusted a fart as the second. Like, <laughs> putting this at the end of such an innocuous episode. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you know, I don't don't need to go into what happened, but suffice to say, I slunk out of. I was like, I'm going home to everyone. I had my my soiled underwear in my pocket, oh. and it, it wasn't like. I should clarify, it wasn't like extremely soiled. It was just too much to wear, but not enough that I couldn't. Ditch went to a different place. I'm really gonna finish the story. Fuck it! I shat my pants when I was drunk, and then I dumped the the evidence in a public rubbish bin. That's what happened. And I left a party, and then the next, I was like, I'm never telling anyone about this. And then the next day, I messaged my group chat and was like, Have you ever got so drunk you shat your pants and then left a party without telling anyone? Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Do you remember what you messaged me? No. Well, I won't repeat. Wasn't exactly that. No, it wasn't. What? What? Yeah, um, what did you say? Because it was about that your fact that you'd in the last twenty four hours you'd shitted and farted, <laughs> <laughs> and one other thing. Oh, very nice. Say. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this this whole episode was such a like not necessarily a beginners episode, but Let down. but not a particularly intimate oh. episode. And then we end with mm. a very intimate story that I don't want to release. But there we go. The things I do. I feel like this episode is one that it's like, you would be like, oh, check out Cop Option. They're real cool. And yeah. then you put this on, but this just sounds like any other yeah, movie yeah, podcast. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> what I'll do if you give me $5 or more a month, is I'll tell stories like this. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.